Good morning, Facebook. Good morning to my Diverse City family and friends. Welcome to Diverse City Church Facebook live stream. I pray everyone is doing well this morning. I am Pastor Virginia and I am here to kick off another amazing service for Diverse City Church. I am grateful for technology and I am grateful for the opportunity to meet you right where you are in your home despite not being able to be in our building. I was reminded of the scripture this morning that as a deer pants for the water, so my soul longs for you. I have been talking to different members and leaders this week and all I have heard consistently is how we long to be together, how we long to be able to worship our one true King as a congregation. And so I wanted to take this time to remind everyone that we love you and that we miss you. And we cannot wait for the day where we can all come together and worship our Father as a church body. But I would also like to encourage you to go before the Father right now, right where you are. As the scripture says, as the deer pants for the water, Lord God, right now we are desperate we are thirsty to get in your presence we desire you in our hearts god as i am outside breathing in the fresh air i am reminded that you are always with us and always around us so stand to your feet diversity stand to your feet partners and guests and begin to worship the father right where you are if you're outside if you're in your car if you're in your living room father god right now we worship you and we thank you for the breath in our body we thank you for the opportunity to genuinely experience you no no matter where we are. We thank you, God, that you are worthy. We thank you, God, that you are endless in love and mercy. And we pray that you would go before us in this service. Touch Pastor James as he brings a new word, a word that, that was sought in fire and truth and wisdom. Lord God, I pray that you would be with every person in that, that, that will be blessed and witness the glory of your word. Touch our praise and worship team, Father God, as they uh, minister to us through music and song, Lord. Anoint the keys, anoint their voices, touch the instrumentals, Lord God, that, that we can serve you in a reckless abandonment that allows us to get in your presence. We love you and we worship you today, dear God, and we just ask for your continued blessings over our church. Reach and teach every single person that will see this live. It's in Jesus' mighty name we believe for these things. In diversity, we all said, amen. Go ahead and put amen in the comments and welcome the praise and worship team as they help usher in the spirit. Good morning, DCC family. We want to welcome you to another week of praise and worship. We invite you to clap your hands, to stump your feet, to leap for joy, whatever you want to do. We want you to do it with us this morning. And we just welcome the spirit of the Lord in this place. He's Alpha, He's Omega, He's the beginning and the end. His love is never ending, His love never changes, His love never fails. And we just want to worship Him and give Him the highest praise that He deserves. You are Alpha and Omega, you are Alpha and Omega.
Welcome to Diversity Church, the perfect church for imperfect people. I'd like to welcome our diversity partners, first-time guests, and those joining us online. Please don't forget to like, share, and ask questions. We are so honored that you picked us for your worship experience this morning. Well, at Diversity, we believe no matter your background, color of your skin, what you have been through in the past, or your current location, whether watching me from the comfort of your own home, on your couch, in your car, on your phone, it doesn't matter, because we have all gathered together to do what? Give God the glory, 
honor and the praise for he deserves it amen at this time i'd like to make you aware of some very important announcements we're going to start off this week with our salt ministry they're going to meet this monday 215 for bible study this is just a wonderful time for our seniors to gather together study the word of god and just pray over our church as well so seniors i want to see you 215 on monday then on Tuesday night, I'm calling all of our kids, 7 p.m. for Zoom Bible study. This is a time where you also can study the word of God, study scripture, memorize scripture, and then also have fun where you can bring your sleep buddy, a toy for show and tell, and just have fun with your friends. We want to see you Tuesday night at 7 p.m. Wednesday, we are calling all of our married couples, married couples, and engaged couples, I wanna see you Wednesday night, 7 p.m. via Zoom for marriage Bible study. We have an awesome time diving into the word, seeing what God is saying and, and asking for our marriages during this time. This is just a wonderful time for marriages, married couples to connect, talk to one another through their experiences, and just have an awesome time together. So I'm calling all of our marriage and engaged and engaged couples. We want to see you this Wednesday, 7 p.m. Also, AYM, I want to see you ready, youth, come ready to just get on Zoom and study the Word of God. This Wednesday night, also, you will meet at 7 p.m. This Thursday, I am calling my prayer warriors. If you're ready to pray and just kneel at the feet of Jesus. We are calling on you. Our church needs prayer, our city needs prayer, our nation needs prayer, and more importantly, diversity needs prayer. So I'm calling all of our prayer warriors to join us and the prayer team this Thursday night at 7 p.m. You can join us via Zoom or Facebook Live. Don't forget to send in your prayer requests and praise reports. Saturday, I am calling all the men you have Bible study this Saturday at 10.30. And our men have been studying how to be a man of standard, how to be fathers, how to be good men to their wives, and how to lead their family. So I'm calling all of our men to join us this Saturday at 10.30 a.m. I want to see you men ready to just dive into the word, excited to commune together with other men. We will see you Saturday, 10.30 then I am so excited because we get to be back here on Sunday morning at 10.30 a.m. So I want you to be ready, ready with your coffee, come with a heart open to receive the word of God, and we're going to join Pastor James and the rest of the team this Sunday, 10.30, for another awesome message. Well, that is all that I have for you this morning. I pray that your hearts are just open and ready to receive. And now we're going to get into our next part of service where we can give a part of what God's blessed us with back to him. So let's get ready to give and just enjoy the rest of the service. Good morning, wonderful people of Diverse City and those joining us online. I'm so excited. It's December 6th. And I have the opportunity to come before you to do tithes and offering again. Um, I'm, we're all getting used to this virtual thing. And I know it's not ideal, but you know what? God has us in, in this moment for a reason, a specific reason, I truly believe. And uh, we still have work to do. We still have a work to do as a body of Christ 
uh, not only at Diverse City, but around the city and around the world. So I hope that you join me and believe that God is still in control, as we all know. We all should know. So let's continue to put our trust in the one who is in control. I'm reminded of uh, Psalms 118 and 8. The NIV says, it's better to put your trust in the Lord than to put your trust in man. Um, and it simply says that. And then it goes on to talk about um, how God is, is, is the author and the finisher of our faith and how God created everything. And um, God is the one who is in control of every single aspect of life. In the good times and the bad times, there's always a plan. And the scripture says that it is always better to take refuge, to trust um, in the Lord than to trust in humans because man will always fail you. So let's put God first. And it starts with, with a giving heart. Are you going to be able to trust God today above and beyond your, your present circumstance, the things that you can't see, the things that you can't control? Are you still going to be able to trust God in those times? Well, I'm telling you that the scripture says that if you do, then God will give you refuge. He'll bless that heart. He will acknowledge where you're at. And he will come through for his children. So join me today. And as I join you wherever you're at, well, I can't really physically join you. But as we partake in this uh, time together uh, in obedience, um, as a reminder, you can text the word GIVE to 73256. Text the word GIVE to 73256. You can go to our church's website, diversity.church. Scroll down to the Donate tab. You can click the link. It'll take you to the area to where you can give there. Or you can mail it into 3201 Itasca Street. And we'll get it. Stay tuned. Stay, uh, um, um, stay plugged in. There's going to be all kinds of different updates. If you'd like to donate in any other kind of way, just want to be benevolent. God puts something on your heart. Of course, we're not going to turn it down. We're going to uh, we're going to pray for the person who gives a half a penny. There's no such thing as that. So don't try to cut a penny in half. And we're going to bless. We're going to obviously give the same amount of thanks for the person who gives a million bucks. So let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you, Lord, for this opportunity, this time to be here among the people. Father God, it's so important, Lord God, that we continue to put you first in everything. Lord God, I pray, Lord, that you would just continue to strengthen this body. Strengthen us as Christians, Lord. In this time where it's so easy to fall behind, fall by the wayside, become disconnected, become uninterested, Lord God, in what is happening. Lord, in the church, Father, I pray, Lord, that we just get, become more on fire as ever. Lord God, I pray for whatever is coming into the storehouse that you would increase and multiply in Jesus' name. And Father, as we jump back in to praise and worship on the sixth day of December, that we would just do it with enthusiasm, Lord God, with a grateful heart, that we all say amen and amen.
Good morning, good morning, good morning, Diverse City Church. Welcome to the first Sunday morning in December. I believe without a shadow of a doubt, this will be your best month of the year. As you can see on the screens, I got me some guests today. We got Miss LaWanda, we got Kim, we got Marsha, we got Pastor Drew, Pastor Virginia, we got Stephanie, we got Karen, we got Randon, Leah, Elmer, Sharon, Susan, Mama Jenny, my dad, Tony Woods, and Charles Bishop. I am excited. We are embracing technology to bring it into your home, to drive engagement, to drive interaction, and to display our diversity and our grace in the body of Christ. But without further ado, let's get started. We are in the last installment of the Juicy Fruit series. Go ahead at this time and find our focal text for this entire series, Galatians chapter 5, verse 22 and 23. Again, that is Galatians chapter 5, verse 22 and 23. For those on the Zoom, give me a thumbs up when you got it. For those that are online, put I got it and I am ready in the comments. God is about to share something that is going to change your life for the better. In Jesus' name. Oh, I like that thumb, Randon. You got the gold thumb emoji. Let's embrace it all. Okay. You don't have to stand up this time. Matter of fact, you should know it by heart. It's been not one, not two, not three, but we're in week number 10 of the Juicy Fruit series. So let's read together Galatians chapter 5. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. Dear Heavenly Father, we just thank you for the opportunity to be here today. Lord, we pray that you bless your message today, Lord. We need to hear a word from you, Lord. Despite our trials and our tribulations, there is a word for our people in this season. Lord, I pray that you just use me as a vessel to be able to demonstrate, to be able to convey what thus saith the Lord. Your plan that you've seen done in heaven, let it manifest and earth for your people, for diverse city partners, for diverse city leaders, for diverse city deacons, for diverse city pastors, for the people of St. Louis. And as we embrace YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, that this message can be divinely sent for every corner of this earth. So Lord, we pray that you have your way today in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. So before we get started, just want to give one quick announcement. You can put this in the comments. We are going to have a Christmas party. It's going to be virtual, so you don't have to worry about wearing a mask, about doing social distance. We're coming on Zoom. We're coming on Facebook to be able to have some fun. Yes, we're not in person. Yes, our building is closed, but the church, the people, us, we're still open. So we're going to have an end of the year celebration to celebrate God's goodness and God's faithfulness to us. So it'll be Sunday night, December 20th. Block your calendar. We're going to meet at 7, 7 p.m. on time. 
7 p.m. And if you want to be in Zoom, Zoom is only for the first hundred people. For everyone else, you'll be able to join Facebook Live. But we're going to have some games. We're going to have some gifts. We're going to have some fun and some other surprises. But you got to be there. And this is just like a great movie. If you miss it, you just miss it. So make sure you join us in two weeks. At 7 p.m., we're going to have our Sunday morning Christmas service, and then we're going to have our year-end celebration. It will be on Zoom. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be great. Amen? Okay, so again, as we mentioned, we're going to have fun today, more engagement, more interaction with Zoom. And today, as we move forward, we've talked about several of the fruits of the Spirit, and today... We're going to talk about love. I heard somebody said, what does love have to do with it? Love is the foundational juicy fruit where the whole Bible stands on. So today, while I could take the entire year to talk about love, I want to just give some principles and concepts and for us to be able to make this a December to remember as we look at love. Okay? Give me some hearts. I want to see red. I want to see pink hearts. I want purple hearts. I want some masculine blue hearts in the comments. We are going to talk about love. So when you think of love, I'm sure there are several things that come to your mind, right? Love is a very broad word. It's vast. We know some things about love, Pastor Aldine, that is not abuse, that it's not manipulation, it's not assault. But, Karen, we love everything, right? I love my food. I love my wife. Hallelujah. I love my church. But even if we go on Spotify and YouTube and we type in the top 100 love songs that are out today, the lyrics would give a different description and depiction of what actually love is according to the Bible. The Bible gives us roughly about three primary types of love. You can actually expand it to five, but let's just kind of give a synopsis on three. Number one, there's the eros type of love, which we get the word exotic from. This is built on sensual and sexual. All marriages need this type of love. I'm going to say that again. All my married people in the comment. All my married people need this type of love. All of my single people, leave this love alone. Restrain yourself in the Lord. I will pray for your strength. I will pray for your long suffering and your patience. Remember, two weeks ago, you got to have long faith. Eros love. When you look at this one, you can go read the whole book of Song of Solomon. You can look at Proverbs chapter 5. But this specific love is more of taking than giving. Again, catch that. This type of love, first and primary responsibility is to take, not to give. In best case scenarios, there may be some give and take, but this type of love is all about personal and self Fulfillment. Second type of love, and you can go back. Second type of love is the 
phileo love, aphilia love, which we get the word and we hear even about Philadelphia. This describes our friendship and friends. You can be a sinner and have the first two type of loves. Also with the phileo love, it's a give and take. As long as we good, you help me out, I help you out. You take care of me, I take care of you. You cross me, then I cross you off. So there's conditions on this type of love. But what this specific type of love is, when you study it in the Greek, this is agape love. Say it with me, agape love. Y'all can come off a of mute. Agape love. So what is agape love? You can put this on the screen. Number one, agape love describes the character of God. This is a type of love that for stubborn, stiff-necked, disobedient type of people, this love remains consistent. No matter what we do until we get to eternity, agape love will stay there. This love is based on no conditions, no judgment. It's just full of love. You may not be worthy. You may not be a recipient, but God's agape love is available. It is present and it is alive for each and every person that is listening to me. Number two, I would describe agape love as a self-sacrificial love. So that means that other attributes you would hear is faithfulness, goodwill, maybe even benevolence. It's when you have a mindset and a commitment to seek the welfare of others. See, this type of love, you can't do long term without God. You may try. You may last for 30 days. You may last for 60 days. For most of us, we won't last half a day. But with God's power, with God's presence, with God's Holy Spirit manifesting on the inside of us, we can sustain it. And then number three, and the last definition, it is an unconditional love. Again, this means that there are no strings attached. So the first type of love for eros that's more committed to taking versus giving, the phileo love is more committed to give and take. But the agape love is to give and to expect nothing in return. Let me say that again. It is to give and to expect nothing in return. I told this story um, in our marriage Bible study, but it's worth sharing here. Um, normally when people get married, <laughs> one of my old mentors told me in his first few years of marriage, he was struggling with his relationship with his wife. Things weren't just working right. And she hit him with a cold-blooded line, and I just want to help and illustrate here. His wife told him, the reasons we have issues in our marriage is because both of us love the same people. Catch that. She says, I love you and you love you. He said, what? What do you mean? He said, I cook for you. I clean for you. I pay the bills for you. You never went without a, a meal. You never seen the lights cut off. And she said, you only did it for you. Matter of fact, you just did it for the nighttime to give us some eros love. But agape love is saying that there's no strings attached. 
So when we look at marriages and we see divorce rates steadily going up, 50 and 60% in the church and outside of the church, it's because we don't have agape love. It's quiet. It is tight. It is going to get worse before it gets better. So just hold on. Buckle your seatbelt. Okay. Turn with me to Psalms chapter 36. And we're going to look at two scriptures. Uh, Psalms chapter 36. And we're going to look at verse 5 and verse 6. And I want to read from the Good News Translation. And then we're also going to look at the message version. Because it's really just opens this canvas up of the power of the love that is on the inside of you if you're ready to start producing the day. All right, y'all with me? Here we go. Verse number five, it says, Lord, your constant love reaches the heavens. Your faithfulness extends to the sky. Your righteousness is towering like the mountains. Your justice is like the depths of the sea. People and animals are in your care. See, this type of love, it's immaculate. It's indescribable. Hold up. Look look at this message version. It says, God's love is meteoric. Astro. His loyalty is astronomic. His purpose is titanic. And his verdict is oceanic. A lot of crazy words. Let me say that again. God's love is meteoric. His loyalty is astronomic. His purpose is titanic. We don't need Leonardo DiCaprio. We don't need the rocks hit. This is God's love. Bigger than anything that you've ever seen. In verse number six, yet in his largest, nothing gets lost. Let me say that again. Yet in his largeness, a God that sits high and looks low, the God that's able to number the heads on your number every hair on your head. Not a man, not a mouse slips through the crack. Not a man, not a mouse slips through the crack. So what is this saying? That God's love is powerful, but not only is it powerful, his love is precise. Put that in the comments. God's love, the love that is available on the inside of me, it is powerful and it's precise. That sounds good. Does that sound? See, 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 hold up. Thank you, Charlie. I got one witness in here that want that type of love. Miss Sharon, can I get some love? You got your hat. You look cool. Can I get some love? So how do we produce it? If we want this type of love, it's a choice. Point number one, you could put this on the screen. Love is a supernatural force generated by a decision. Let that sink in. Love is a supernatural force generated by a decision. The agape type of love, it is supernatural but it's generated by decision. So what does that say? That God has given and delegated that responsibility by giving us free will to make choices, to comment, to reply, to get in somebody's DMs, or to encourage, or to edify, or to empower God's love. It is a supernatural power given to us And we are able to release it to produce juicy fruit or rotten fruit 
based on our choices. New Testament, John chapter 13, verse 34 and 35. You can just put this on the screen, but I am rolling. So now I am giving you a new commandment. Love each other just as I have loved you. You should love each other. In verse number 35, here's the point. Don't miss this. You love your love for one another will prove to the world that you are my disciple. Because the only way we can prove and reach this world in this present age is based on the way that we love each other. The only way we show and get to hear, well done, my good and faithful servant, is our ability to love. No pastor, I can quote the scripture, but you cuss people out in English too. Pastor, I speak in tongues. I got the Holy Ghost. And you won't speak to your neighbor in English. Come on. I'm pausing for effect. God, I prayed for them, but you prayed on them in your comments. Again, pray, P-R-A-Y. You pray for them, but you prayed on them with your gossip, with your talking. And God is challenging your disciplehood today and say, how are you loving people? We can't have joy, we can't have goodness, we can't have kindness, we can't have peace, we can't have faithfulness if we don't have love. Amen, amen. You are preaching better than I am responding. Hallelujah in the house today. Anyway, Romans chapter 13 verse 8. Romans chapter 13 verse 8, and we're going to look from the NIV version. The Bible tells us, let no debt remain outstanding except for the continuing debt to love one another, for whoever loves others has fulfilled the law. So what does that mean there? When we can pay our taxes, while we can pay our other debts, our other endeavors that we owe, there is one debt that remains unpaid. It is the universal debt of love. See, some of us treat... Love like we treat our student loans, right? We want to get forbearance on it. We said we're going to have student loans the rest of our life. We want to put a credit on it. We're waiting on Joe Biden to cancel it. And God is saying, nope, you got to take ownership for it. You have been withdrawing and you got insufficient funds. We can't treat this like student loans. And the Holy Spirit speaks to you and tell you, Pay the debt of love. Give some love. Help somebody else. And we keep declining the call. We keep forwarding to the voice message like it's Sally Mae. And God is saying, I want you to grow. You're claiming all of these great things. You're focusing on the promises. And God is saying, work the principles. Work the principles of love. And then Jesus goes on in Luke chapter 6, verse 27 In the NIV, he says, but to you, all of you who are listening, you, 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 who are listening, love your enemies. Selah. Do good to those who hate you. What? Matter of fact, say ouch. Ouch. 
Like this would be in my top five scriptures if we can remove one from the Bible. This would be one of them. Love your enemies. I didn't say to trust them. The Bible commands us to love everybody. He didn't say to trust everybody, but to love everybody. How do we treat our neighbor? How do we treat the people within the circle of our influence? Do we hold grudges? Do we hold bitterness? Do we hold unforgiveness? Do we get upset and we allow juicy fruit to die as a seed versus producing because of our heart is not right? And God is saying before 2020, make it right. We got to get this love thing right. If we're going to get open again, we got to get this love thing right. If we're going to produce the culture that God wants us to be to make a difference in St. Louis, we got to get love right. Amen. So let's move on and I'll give you a few seconds. Find Matthew chapter 20, verse 30 through 34. And let me just uplift a few principles of how we demonstrate how we display this love in the season. Again, Matthew chapter 20, verse 30 through 34. I need everyone to find it. Put I got it in the comments. Give me some thumbs on Zoom. You cannot miss this. Here are four bedrock principles for you to demonstrate and for you to display fruit in this season. Okay, I see a few thumbs. I'm going to give five more seconds. We're going to read verse 30 and verse 31 first. The Bible says two blind men were sitting by the roadside, and when they heard, again, when they heard that Jesus was going by, they shouted, Lord, son of David, have mercy on us. And the crowd rebuked them and told them to be quiet. But they shouted louder, Lord, son of David, have mercy on us. Point number two, love gives an ear. Come on, if you're on Zoom, let me see those ears. Not the Dumbo ears, but let me see your ears. Okay. Love gives an ear, which begs the question, what are you listening to this year? In the workplace, at home, on your timeline, in the household, if we begin to give an ear, God will give us clues to show people's pain and to show others pleasure. Again, what are you listening to? Are you willing to pause to not only to see it, but to hear it? God is saying we got to tune in right here and right now. God is always speaking. It's not something told me. That is the Holy Spirit giving impressions upon you. He is a gentleman. He won't force it. But we have to be willing to tune in and dial into his frequency. See, as you see about the two men, the Bible talked about that they were on the roadside. And see, we miss things because it's not the center of our attention. Again, catch that. You will miss stuff when it's not at the center of your attention because you got somewhere to go. You're busy. 
you're late, whatever it is. And God is saying, you got to tune in. You got to give a look to see who's on the side. You got to give a look to see who's on the margin. If we want to love during this season. And there are people all around the world that are shouting. And instead of helping, guess what we're doing? We're criticizing them. Hey, be quiet. Hey, calm down. Sit since voices. Matter of fact, stay six feet away too. And they're shouting louder and louder and hurt people, hurt other people. And God is saying, can somebody listen? Can somebody help? Will it be you today to give an ear and to hear? Not to judge, but to help. Not to judge, but to lift up. The Bible tells us when, when a good man falls down, that we come and we help them up, that our two are better than one because they have good return for their labor. When one falls down, we come alongside them and help them up. We don't leave them on the margins. Will you give an ear? There are people that are being overlooked. Go back. There are people being overlooked. And when we criticize in 2020, there's more anger, there's more division, there's more fear, there's a lot of shouting, and God is saying, tune in, listen to people. How do they sound? Look at their body language. Not what did they say, what did they not say? What was the tone in their voice? And God is saying the difference between just being somebody and being with the body of Christ is that when people cry out, For those that are not a part of the body of Christ, it sounds like noise. But the church in this season need to give an ear and to hear the need. When you hear stuff that's going on, are you looking and treating it as noise? Are you saying, hey, there's a need. I think I can help. Or do we just put our headset on? We got our Beats headset, we blocked it out, we're going to do what we got to do, we're enjoying our time, and we've blocked out the situation. And while you maybe didn't tell them to mute, but because your ears is closed to your slow jam, and you can't listen. Again, to demonstrate and to display love, you got to give an ear. The passage goes on in verse number 32. Don't miss these first four words. Jesus stopped and called them. Jesus stopped and called them. Jesus stopped and called them. And he says, what do you want me to do for you? He asks. Again, let's focus on that first part. Jesus stopped And he called them. Point number two. It's not enough to give an ear. But love gives attention. See, to be used by God, here's the bad news. You got to be used to being interrupted. You want to be a pastor? You want to be a leader? You want to be a deacon? You want to be a disciple? You're going to have to be interrupted. Sunday when we get together, we get on Zoom, we kick it, we chill, we do all of our nice things. But God is saying if you want to produce love, you will have to be interrupted. 
See, when we don't give attention, we got to check and see, is selfishness producing versus self-sacrificing? When we're saying, I don't have time, I can't do it, I'm not required, maybe that's selfishness. See, we can't follow God and be self-centered. The Bible tells us over and over again to deny ourselves, to pick up our cross, and to follow him. Again, deny ourselves. We can't be self-centered. Pick up our cross. There is a burden that you have to carry and follow him. See, y'all can put this in the comments real quick. It says, the greatest thing you can give people is attention. Maybe for my young adults that are under 34, since I'm 35, you don't get it yet, but I'm sure a few people that have some gray whiskers, a few people that's been around for a while can understand when I say this, the greatest thing you can give people is attention. See, I can get more money back. I can get a new job. You can find another church. You can get stuff, but you cannot get back time. Attention. If your marriage is struggling, maybe you need to give more attention. If your family is in shambles, maybe you're not giving enough attention. If you're trying to figure out in 2020, why can't I hear God? My first question, are you giving him your full attention? See, we can make excuses or make adjustments. But one thing that's going to happen, time is going to pass, and we have a choice to progress to get better or things get worse. So if we can't produce love, then where's our attention going to? God convicted me about this in April. He told me I wasn't giving enough attention to to my kids. I was worried about church reopening and jobs and homeschool. And he said, protect your attention to your kids. My son's head is getting bigger and bigger every day. I got to get them right before it's too late. My daughter, they're growing. And God told me besides Wednesday to protect my five to seven. That is their time, whatever they want to do. That means if I got to play Sonic racing, if I got to play cornhole, if that means anything, to protect and to value that time, to protect and to value that commitment is just important as my counseling, is just important as my commitment to work, is just important as everything. Because when the time passed, what I've heard from all ministers and leaders, they regret from not spending time with their family. That is saying they did not give enough attention to the people that mattered to them. And that's universal. Your walk with God, all of the things you've been through, and you still won't give him attention? He's still not worth at least 15, 20 minutes a day, 30 minutes a day? And you lost your job, and you feel like you're going and on the brink of divorce, and you're trying to figure out why? Can you at least, in this season, can you at least for the last 20 Five days of the year, give God your attention. 
Because attention deals with respect. Attention deals with honor. Attention deals with reverence. Attention deals with priority. And just like Jesus, while he's busy laying hands on the sick, preaching, teaching, and healing, as the people called out, Jesus stopped. He heard and said, what can I do for you? God is still speaking. God is still talking. He's willing. He's able. And he is available when we give him attention. See, one of my favorite scriptures in Psalms chapter 18, verse 6. This is David during a tough time of his life, trying to figure out when he's going to be the king, trying to figure out why Saul keep throwing javelins at him, trying to figure out why he's stuck between his past and his promise and not sure if he's ever going to make it there. The Bible tells us in Psalms 18, verse 6, but in my distress, I cried out to the Lord. Yes, I prayed to my God for help. He heard me from his sanctuary. My cry to him reaches his ears. Hallelujah. He said, your prayers, your cries out to him still reaches his ears. Hallelujah. Attention. Full attention. No distractions. Make a commitment today. We don't have to wait till the end of the altar call that God wants to speak to you. God wants to give you wisdom and direction on how to move forward. But you got to cry out to him with a sincere heart, with a clean and sincere heart, with purity, with sincerity. In this moment, he still hears you. No matter if you're at the highest mountain or if you're at the lowest valley, God sits high and he looks so he has his eyes on you in this moment. If you're willing to reach out to him and say, Lord, I need you. Lord, give me another chance. Lord, make a way where it seems to be no way. Lord, I've made some mistakes, but you are my father and you are a good, good father. Even though that I am a crazy, imperfect child in this season. Hallelujah. Oh, I feel it in this place right now. Preach, Holy Spirit. Bishop, give me that anointing. Hallelujah. Verse number 32. Jesus stopped and called them, what do you want me to do? And he asked. Verse number 33 says, the Lord, they answered, we want our sight. We want our sight. See, number three, point number three, love gives compassion. He's not going to give you an ear, just an ear. He's not going to just give you an intention and be in for him as an audience of one. But God gives compassion. More than critiquing, more than just judging. He said, I will give you compassion. I will offer it with grace and truth. I will give it to you with my mercy and grace. I will give you compassion. See, God is love. As we saw in verse number three, 33, is that love will ask the question. It is a rhetorical question. Jesus knows exactly what we need, but sometimes he wants to help us help ourselves. Sometimes he wants to see if you're actually ready for it, because sometimes we just want to be heard. We don't want a solution. 
Lord, I want my sight back. Lord, my career is not going how I expect it to be. I need some new sight. Lord, my marriage is falling apart. Can you give me some vision? Lord, my business, I kicked it off this year. Or my business has been running strong, and now the restrictions of 25%, our customer base is short. I feel blind. Lord, it's been eight years we've been having issues with fertility. Lord, I need vision. They're saying we need to adopt. Lord, I need vision. I feel blind to your purpose. I feel blind to your plan. And the Lord says, I will give you sight. I felt that. The Lord says, I will give you sight. Let me prophesy to everyone, definitely to my people on Zoom, definitely to my people in the audience, definitely to the hundreds of viewers that are going to watch this. You are here not by accident. You are here on person. And everybody in here that has a heart for God, that is ready to make him first and priority in your life, he will give you new vision. Here's going to be the testimony for a few. I didn't get it all back, but I can see. I don't have my money back, but at least I can see. I don't have my family back, but at least I can see. God wants to give you new vision. You can get it back as long as you can see, as long as you will follow him, as long as you understand the funeral is not can't. The funeral is canceled. God will speak life into your dead situation. I don't care how long. I don't care if it stinketh in the King James. God will let you see in the comments right now, but I can see clearly now. Speak to your neighbor right now. If you're in the comments, say you will see in 2020. Those that are online say, I can see. God wants to speak. And as you produce love, as you're willing to put others before self, as you're willing to make a sacrificial love, God is going to use you. God is going to bring you new vision because the word of God says to call unto me and I will answer thee. And not to just show you bad things and good things, but he will show you great and mighty things. Amen. Come on. Amen. If you felt that today. Come on. Amen. And then in verse number 34, Jesus had compassion on them. And he touched their eyes, Pastor Aldine. And immediately they received their sight and not going another way, but they followed him. Dad, they followed him. Mama Jenny, they followed him. Miss Susan, they followed him. He gave them sight and they received it and they followed him. Love gives love point number three love or number four love meets the need see this christmas in 2020 i want to challenge all of us to let it be different what do you mean by that historically as a church we would be open we would do various things from feeding the homeless 
collecting toys for toy for tots and other endeavors as requests and needs are available. But this year we have to be different to display our love. This is our time. This is our moment. This is our season to put the church on display in our community, in our workplace, in our neighborhood, that we can go the extra mile in 2020 to bless others. Matter of fact, let's prove out when you are willing to display and demonstrate the juicy fruit love. Here are three scriptures I want you to hold on to. Three scriptures. Romans chapter 12, verse 13, it says to share with the Lord's people who are in need. How is it done? Practice hospitality. Share with the Lord's people. So that means as a church, I'm doing well here, but I'm in a deficit here. You're doing well here, but I'm in a deficit here. How can we help each other? Do not allow because we can't come to church. Take responsibility for you not reaching out, for you not checking in, for you not making a phone call so we can practice hospitality. Proverbs 21 verse 13, NLT, don't turn because I'm rolling. Those who shut their ears to the cries of the poor will be ignored in their own time of need. Ooh, those who shut their eyes to the poor, go back. Those who shut their eyes to the poor, those who shut their ears to the cries of the poor will be ignored in their own time of need. So some of us are trying to figure out, hey, I can't, things are not working. And God is saying, if you put somebody else before yourself, maybe that's the reason you're not producing. And then in 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 4, NLT, 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 4 from the NLT, the Bible says, he comforts us in all of our troubles so that we can, what? Comfort others. He comforts us so you can be, com- so you can comfort others. When they are troubled, we will be able to give them the same comfort God has given us. So we're trying to figure out what do we do? How do we do it? How do we make it happen? God is saying, the way that I have treated you, can you treat somebody else the same way? which is kind of segue to my series as we go through December. You can put this on the screen that this Christmas we see a baby in a manger. It's not about the Christmas tree. It's not about the gifts that we're going to get. But this Christmas, there were people that traveled to bring comfort to a baby in a manger. So as we finish this year, as we finish, we don't want to just hear 10 weeks of juicy fruit, but for the next three weeks, how can we provide help for the holidays? How can we make a difference in the season? How can I make be a blessing to other people? How can I be an extension of Christ during this time? Because if I want to produce juicy fruit, it's going to take my ear. It's going to take my attention. It's going to take compassion. And it's going to be for me to meet the need. I say all of that to say this is that we need each other more than ever before. 
we need each other, which means we got to be proactive and not reactive. Just think about it. For my seasoned saints, those that are in the salt ministry, that have family that stays all across the world, and they know during Thanksgiving and Christmas is their time to see their family members. And this year, they can't see them. Imagine the hurt. The, the, the thoughts of anxiety, of depression, of loneliness, because you're the most person at risk. And we're sitting complaining, and God is saying, what can you do to help them? For our seniors that are in North County, for those that are still out and about, could you just spend $25 to go buy them groceries this year? In the next three weeks, can you do something? Give them their time, make a phone call, and just say, I'm checking on you. I know this is a hard season for single people that's feeling it the same way. What are you going to do to produce love in this season? More than the health pandemic of what we all experienced this year, the biggest pandemic that hit diversity is jobs. Once a month, somebody has been exposed or contracted the coronavirus. Once a week, somebody has lost their job. Somebody has experienced reductions of hours and they need help. They have the debt of love to pay and they have student loans to pay and we're doing our part. But what about you? If God has blessed you this year, you don't have to give the money to the church, but help somebody. If you're an hourly worker, can you work five hours of overtime before the end of the year and say, this is my sewing money to help somebody else? I don't have time, but I have good hands and get, you can get you some salt. And when the snow comes, you're going to be the first one on the job because you're not working, but you got good arms and good legs and you can help somebody in this season. There are so many parents that are dealing with homeschool and trying to balance ministry, work and jobs. And some of you need to go over, put on your hazmat suit and clean a house for three hours. I'm coming to you. Don't worry. What are you going to do in this season? Can we be the church and help someone out? I'm calling you to accountability. I'm calling you to go the extra mile to make something happen. I'm, going, I'm calling you to go the extra mile. Maybe you need to babysit. Maybe you need to cook a meal. Maybe you need to go and roll down your window and just talk to somebody so they can see your face and not just look at a screen and look at a text message. We got to make a difference. There are churches that are closing. There are churches that are hurting. And I'm asking everyone as the pastor for you to do your part. I'm not telling you to do everything, but you should do something that do not allow your ability to solve the whole world's hunger, prevent you from doing something once a week, three weeks. Do something. So in your surplus, so where you have been graced and blessed. If we really want to be committed in this time, Love, point number one, is a supernatural force 
God is going to show you. God is going to direct you. And if you're still clueless, email the church. Contact me. There are needs that we can do to be met. I would love for every senior to be visited and blessed in the next three weeks. I would love for some single mothers and some single fathers that's had all of the weight on the world this year trying to figure it out, this year trying to make it, that maybe have lost their job and they have been quiet or they've been shouting, but because of our headset, we can't hear. Can we get some gifts to bless these children? Can we get some gifts to bless this family? I don't care what you do, but do something. See, if we become invested in others, people, need, God will be invested in our needs. Again, when you become invested in other people need, God will be invested in your needs. Final question. It's been 10 weeks. Will you accept the challenge? It's been 10 weeks. What will you do? It's been 10 weeks. How will you display it? It's been 10 weeks. How can we make this Christmas be a Christmas of love? Dear Heavenly Father, I know today was challenging, but Lord, I know you are serious about your kingdom business. God, I pray for everyone at Diverse City to become people of love. Everyone that came to our church loved our culture. While our building is closed, I pray for creative ideas, for it to flow freely. Whether it's a thank you card, a visit, an investment, a help, extending the hand, But let it be us, God. Let it be us in this season. Let it be us in this season that we, the people of Diverse City, are giving off fruits of love, joy, hope, peace, patience, long-suffering, and most of all, love. Father, I bind every satanic and demonic attack that is upon your people that is clouding their mind and their judgment with fear. We release faith into your people today. We release love, power, and a sound mind in this season. Lord, we thank you that our people are not going under, but in this season we will be overcomers, that we will make a difference for such a time as this. We will be those to show our discipleship, based on our willingness to love and to produce fruit in this season. So, Lord, on December 6th and as we carry forth these last 25 days, that we will wake up and say, just like Samuel, here I am, Lord. I hear you, Lord. I'm giving you my ear, Lord. I'll give you my attention, Lord. And just like Isaiah said, send me. Father, I pray that you just give seeds to the sowers 
in this season. For your word says there are few laborers, but much harvest. Lord, I pray that we're making ourselves available to be able to do your work and to do your will in this season. Lord, let your supernatural power flow for everyone under the sound of my voice. I thank you, Lord, for the testimonies, for the breakthroughs, for the sacrifices that people have made. And as we become considerate and more conscious of others and we invest in other people's needs, that you can open up a window of heaven and pour us out a blessing that we don't have room enough to contain. God, you will use us in this time, in this season, in this moment to make a difference this Christmas. We will make this Christmas about other versus self-focus. We will make a difference in a time like this for our leaders, for our deacons, for our guests, for our partners, and our followers that this Christmas, while January through November was tough, but in December 2020, we will show our trust. We will show our faithfulness. We will show our commitment as we will finish this year strong. With 2020 focus. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you, Diverse City, for joining us today. For my people in the Zoom, let's give a wave. Thank you, thank you, thank you for being with us online. Please make sure you like and share. And if you're on YouTube, make sure you subscribe to be up to date with our announcements, services, and future events. We are praying for you this week. We're going to make this Christmas difference, and it starts with me and you. Let's do our part as we move forward. We love you. We're praying for you, and let's produce juicy fruit. Take care. Peace.